Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangroofern.com www.kangroofern.com She is a social impact influencer, the author of Magnificent Kids and Get Off the Bench, an international speaker, a leadership facilitator, and Get Off the Bench podcast host. She is also the co-founder of Girls with Hammers, which hosts events to empower and connect women and is the founder of One Planet Classrooms, a non-profit providing clean water solutions and empowerment programs in Africa. She also works with emerging leaders to help them create leadership positioning through her program, Elevate Your Genius. I am honored to welcome Karen Vonnen. Hey, how are you? Hi, Thank Karen. You. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. All right, fantastic. Well, I'm going to um, talk today about get off the bench and uh, I'm kind of going to take a bit more of an entrepreneurial look rather than a podcast look. But what I would, uh, I have a, a get off the bench podcast and that has been a result of a whole lot of twists and turns. And, you know, I hear a lot of people saying to me when I'm doing get off the bench is, yeah, I'd love to do a podcast, but I just don't have um, you know, no one wants to hear my voice. I don't know how to start. I don't know what to do, you know, and, and I keep saying, well, have you got a message? Have you got stuff to share? Yeah. Well, then the world needs to hear your voice. So what I want to do today is I, I, at the very end of it, I want to sort of give you just a little bit of a mini get off the bench. So if you're thinking about doing a podcast, you know, there's a few steps that you can take, but it's also not just about podcasts. It's about if you want to set up a side hustle or if you want to do something in your life. But I think that, um, you know, a lot of people are thinking that podcast hosts or entrepreneurs, anything like that, I think a lot of people think that they just are overnight successes, you know, that they pop out of the blue and they're great, but I'm not. And, and this is a really common mistake that a lot of people make is that I'm a nobody and there are somebody. Now, I just want to put but miss, myth bust that completely at that every single person is um, relevant. Every single person is worthy. Every single person is magnificent. And we've all got something to share. And we've all got an audience that actually wants to hear us. So what I want to do just to sort of, uh, I guess, cement that idea is I want to give you a look at my journey and just to see how it went for me and to prove to you that there are so many ups and downs and things take a long time. And for me, I had a catalyst in my life. Um, you don't need to wait for a catalyst. You know, some people say, oh, you know, this bad thing happened and then they start their career uh, based on that or they, they take a twist in the road and go from there. I say don't wait for adversity. You know, if there's something that you want to do, you just go get, get it done now. Get off the bench. You know, so Get Off the Bench started as a book and it was um, in 2019, I was just speaking at a conference and the, the guy there asked me to run a workshop on uh, starting kickstarting projects. I kind of laughed at him and said, well, I don't know anything about kickstarting projects. And then he said, oh, hang on, you know, look at everything you've achieved. And so I thought, yeah, I, I do actually. So I, I did the workshop and then I said, I'll send you a PDF and it ended up being a book. So, um, get off the book is my, get off the bench is my second book. And, uh, 
the first book was Magnificent Kids. And something that really important to me is that um, I, I guess I get up every day to unlock the magnificence in every single person. And by the way, I want to just go back onto that bit about whether you think you've got a voice or not. I'm working with a group in Florida, a group of young adults with autism, and they are setting up podcasts. And, you know, when when they started, they were like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to say and that. But last week I heard them give their spiel, give their intro, you know, it's kind of like a trailer, and wow, and that was magnificent. So one thing I'm going to say we get off the bench is just start, just actually get going, and you'll be surprised how quickly you get there. But let me go back to my journey. So basically it was like I was a rock star, living a rock star life. I thought that I was the centre of the world, um, very egotistical, you know, and, of course, I've got cheering fans and I just thought that the world revolved around me. And that came crashing to a, a massive halt in my 30s when um, I got a phone call. I was at a gig and I got a phone call and one of my sisters telling me that she had cancer. And so at that point, you know, I, I hadn't bothered to look at many people past me. I was very selfish. And, you know, I saw the D word for death. I didn't see C for maybe there's a cure, you know. And that sort of led on the, the, to this five-year journey of me being the oldest in the family. I tried to save her life. But I failed. And, of course, I didn't fail. Of course, cancer is indiscriminate and it takes people. But me being the oldest and thinking that I needed to protect my family, um, I saw that as a failure. So I kind of hid from the world. You know, I, I still did singing, but I, I, it wasn't the same anymore. And I went to work in a nursery in a garden centre and I thought I could hide behind the plants and um, grieve. And that didn't work. And, you know, uh, I'm, I've got a bit of a bugger side of me. I, the boss was a bit of a prick, so I locked her in the shed and you know, got the sack. So it didn't really work for me very well. But um, what that did do, though, is it led me on a journey to, um, you know, how am I going to heal from this? The next year I was offered to work with the Cancer Council running an event. What I learned from that was that um, I'll, altruistic deeds felt fantastic and I suddenly realized that that was my healing point was to help others and I had never before considered how fantastic that felt. So it took me 11 years to uh, work out what I really wanted to do and I was teaching people to work with people with disability and disabilities and, you know, I, I was teaching a lot of stuff and then finally um, because I was an expert on uh autism and behaviour, I was working in schools and they were saying, fix these kids. And it occurred to me at that point that we're, we're so sort of um, stuck in a system that teaches us to compete. It teaches us that we're, if we don't achieve a certain thing, we're failures, you know, and this is where all this negative narrative comes from is that we're, you know, constantly feeling not good enough and, and we, we're not the top of the class, therefore we can't do a podcast or we can't run a business or something like that. And so it, it really, really hit, hit hard to me. And, and that was when I wrote the book Magnificent Kids. And one, I wanted to highlight the kids that were being told they were, um, you know, broken, because, but they're not broken, but they were being told this. And also I, ha I had a bit of a, well, I still am an animal rights activist. And, you know, I was sort of hitting heads, I guess, you know, um, you know, headbutting with people that are adults. I was trying to tell them that, you know, we've got to be kinder to animals. We need a, we need a kinder world. And that wasn't going down too well. 
Um, it was just sort of butting heads with people. And what I realized that the kids were our, our future and we need to teach kids how to think and not what to think. So one thing led to another and that book, uh, went, ended up in the hands of a guy in Africa. He wanted to do a, 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 a Skype project, you know, to, well, I, he wanted to run a magnificent classroom and I said, let's do a Skype project. And my whole idea was to send over laptops to Africa and kids in Australia could Skype with kids in Africa. So I did that and I set up One Planet Classrooms as a business because, and this is part of this entrepreneurial journey and making mistakes. And I love to talk about this because I, I, I screwed up terribly, Do you, you know, and I think that people need to know that it's actually okay to fail because that will lead to something better. So I decided that, you know, I was going to send laptops over to Africa and, and that, it, that didn't work. That was terrible. It took me months and months and months to finally send them over. But what, how I stuffed up was that I sent laptops to a country where 95% of them didn't even have power. So I don't know how I thought my Skype project was going to work. But not only that, the kids in Africa were in bed when the kids in Australia were at school. So it was never going to work. It was a gigantic failure. Um, but what I did learn is I had 45 schools in Africa signed up within two weeks. And what I learned from talking to all these teachers is that these kids were dying from drinking dirty water. And also the girls were the... Um, the fetches of the water, and some were as young as three fetching water. And what was happening is they were being sexually assaulted on the way to the the dirty water hole. So I decided I could either run with my tail between my legs and say that I was a failure, or I could pivot. And this is the beauty of, uh, you know, having a vision. My vision was to do one thing, but I pivoted it to do something else. And I learned that, you know, I can put in water tanks in schools and, you know, specifically in Uganda, they don't have a water shortage. They have an infrastructure shortage. So I started putting water tanks into schools and, and then solar systems so that the kids could study so that they could actually pass and go to secondary school and didn't have to get married off. And then I started doing women's empowerment projects and buying land and rebuilding schools and setting up an adult education um program and we also have a sponsorship program of about 140 kids and you know it, it sounds I'm, I'm so proud of this but it, this would never have happened had I not failed and it just wouldn't, wouldn't have happened what I realized is I had a whole lot of money in the bank and I'd set up as a business and I really needed to flip that over to a not-for-profit and that was another learning curve and I the thing that I'm trying to get to 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 help you with is all through this is that every single one of these things I didn't know what to do and I didn't know how to start and I didn't know what I was doing and I had I learned on the way and you know I, I I don't have a degree in any of this stuff I just had to learn it and and I think you've got to really back yourself and trust yourself that the the answers will come as you need them like like they did for me. Um, I was very troubled by this gender issue, you know, that, that girls were being married off and that they were sort of um, seen as less than, you know, and, and I thought, started to look at it and I thought, well, it's not just Africa, this happens all around the world and what, what, what can I do here? And I was sitting outside a hardware shop and I was looking at these flannelette shirts and I thought, I wear them all the time and I thought, that's what I need to do. I need to do something that shows girls that they don't have to be some you know, submissive to a stereotypical, stereotypical behaviours and sexualise themselves and that kind of stuff. So I thought I'll start up, do girls with hammers. But it, in this time, it was just a 
pipe dream. You know, it was something good. I thought I could go in there and uh, yeah, into schools and help these girls. And so the, the, I sort of left that dormant. But in 2018, I was talking at a um, an International Women's Day conference and there are all these cards on the table. You know, I will stick up for women. I will stand up for women. I'll speak up. And I thought they were a little bit lame. I was already an outspoken person. And then I saw one that said, I will launch a purposeful female-focused initiative. And I came home and I said to my partner, well, I've done it again. I've jumped up again. And it was kind of like, well, now's the time for girls with hammers. Um, and so I went into some schools and the, and the teenagers really didn't take to that. So, um, I failed again, you know, and because that's what I thought was needed, but it just, it didn't take. But what that led me to is to pivot again and to realize that I need to work with older women, you know, 45 to 65 who feel disconnected. And so now we run conferences and events and hopefully retreats soon after COVID dies off um, and this was to empower women because there was a massive gap in women that felt completely powerless and you know feeling like they're the only one and feeling alone and isolated so we we closed that gap but that's not where I started and you know you know it's so it's such an important thing to say well I've got an idea and I've got a vision but you, you need to let that vision that vision does need to move around a bit and the goalposts move according to you know what's out there and what's really needed. So I guess that, um, you know, my my next step was I thought I'm going to uh, start, I want to start a podcast and I met this young man at a, at a conference I was speaking at and we both got excited. Let's, let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. And we looked at each other and said, do you know how? No. Nah. Do you know how? No. Nah. And so then we went on this journey and while we were supposed to be networking at conference, we're both on our phones looking up, you know, re recording like um, uh, mixing, mixing desks and all sorts of stuff because he was in Tasmania, I'm in Victoria, in two separate states, and we were trying to think, well, how do we get a guest on and how do we work this out? We eventually did it. It was a lot of hard work. Um, you know, having a co-host in another state, not so much now because Zoom's really kicked in, but it just wasn't, it wasn't sitting there then and the recording sound was absolutely terrible. So we couldn't do that. We were trying to do it through mixing desks and it was, it was, it was really difficult, but the whole um, theme of that podcast, it was the Karen with Bumble show. And the, the, the whole theme of that was to, you know, like um, showcase stories of good, uh, interview people who were doing good for the world, because at the end of the day, um, I don't care. I don't care so much about money or business or podcasting or anything. What I care about is getting up every day to make a better world. So, um, you know, I, I've realized that my strength is in empowering others to and, and sharing stories of other people. Anyway, that didn't work either. That was another failure because we couldn't we couldn't maintain, uh, you know, doing it from two different states. But and then there, then came the conference where I did the workshop, wrote the book, uh, Get Off the Bench, and that then, you know, that was a book and it was workshops. And then I thought, well, you know what, the next step has to be a podcast. And all these people that I've worked with that are getting, that have helped, I've helped to get off the bench, um, to get out there to do a personal goal, a side hustle or a community project, you know, or a podcast, whatever. Um, I needed to start showcasing other people who were doing these great things so that the people just so that people believe that they can you know I thought if I showed examples of people doing it other people would believe they could so 
that was where the podcast come from. And I decided that I would launch it on the 1st of January, 2020, because uh, I just thought that's just that let's just do a whole new decade, whole new start, do the podcast. Everything's going to be fantastic. But just a few weeks before that, three days before Christmas in 2019, uh, another sister of mine, um, I did lose the first sister, by the way. Um, that was about 18 years ago. Now, my second, another sister had a cardiac arrest um, three days before Christmas. And uh, we did save her. She, her partner did um, do CPR. They took two hours to keep her alive. They put her in a coma and she did survive with um, no brain damage. So we're, it's what a Christmas miracle. But that really put me back and I thought, well, how I was consumed with that and I thought, how can I do a podcast if, if that's, you know, happening around me? So then I, um, I, then I, then came the bushfires and, and for, you know, I guess we've got people all around the world here listening to this, but, um, I, I'm in Victoria in Australia and we had massive, um, massive bushfires. You know, it took out, it, it took out, uh, uh, you know, maybe half of Victoria and it, it, so many animals were killed and many people lost their lives or not, not many, but some and a lot of houses were destroyed and everything. My biggest thing was the animals and, you know, I, there was one billion animals killed and we lost koalas and, you know, all these slow moving animals and me being an animal activist, you know, I was so upset. So I applied for, um, to work with an animal rescue, um, team and I was rejected. And, you know, when I look back now, it wasn't anything personal. I just didn't, I just didn't do a great, um, submission, I guess. But there was another kick in the guts. So first my sister, then this, and, and plus I was devastated. So I, I became quite, um, aggressive and quite, uh, I lost the plot really. It derailed me completely. And so my podcast was in the back of my mind and it, I, I probably wasn't keen to do it. And then came COVID. So it was kind of like one thing after the other, after the other. And then I, I sat down and realized, in fact, my partner gave me a bit of a kick in the bum and said, you know, you're so, you're so angry about all this and, and you used to be able to help people and now you're just sitting there like a big grumpy bum. Um, what are you going to do? How are you going to channel this? And that, that was when I realized, you know what? Um, I have to do the podcast. I've got a voice. Um, the world, if I, I was feeling helpless, therefore I felt like unworthy. But, um, the best way to feel worthiness was to actually, uh, you know, do something good for the world. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people say, if you've got a void in your own life, uh, do the thing, give the thing that you can't give, you know, and that was, that, that was this strength and this voice. And I decided, decided right, I'm just going to do the podcast and, I did. I set it up, started it in um, April and I just thought that's my way. That's my way because I've got this skill and I've got this knack and, and I can give something to the world and I'm not unworthy and I'm not helpless. So that's the story of all of that. I think that, um, you know, so far there's been 55 episodes and they've been absolutely fantastic. But, you know, when I say fantastic, I'm not bragging about myself, but the fantastic guest, you know, it's just been, it's been incredible. And I think that, you know, why I wanted to share all that with you is um, probably a little different to what everybody else has shared. But I think that, you know, we're, we too often, uh, I, I guess we doubt ourselves and we think that, you know, my life's not that interesting and, you know, I've got nothing to talk about. No one wants to hear me and everything else. But I think, you know, 
I've had so many things go wrong and failures and everything else, but you always find a way around it. And, and I, I want everybody listening on here to, if you want to start a podcast, you just go and start your podcast. If somebody out there needs your voice and it's absolutely critical that you're shining your light on the world because the more people that are shining their goodness and their light and their strengths and their magnificence and their unique talents on the world, the quicker we're going to reach a tipping point where this world gets out of chaos and actually starts caring about each other. And this is my this is my thing that I'm so passionate about and I just want to see everybody shine really brightly. Um, you know, there's five reasons that people don't get started and I'll run through these and then I want to give you a really quick mini get off the bench. So um, the, the five reasons are self-doubt, imposter syndrome, not knowing where to start, being overwhelmed by the big picture, and the last one is fear, and fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of criticism, all of those kind of things. Now, I'll give you a really quick rundown how to quickly, very quickly, how to overcome them. You know, with self-doubt, you know, think about this. Um, anything that you did in the past, any achievement, think about how you felt before it. You were absolutely shit scared. You know, I'm anxious. I don't know. Oh, I can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. You ended up started, to, you started to do it. And during it, you felt like, Hey, I actually can do this. It's working. And then at the end of it, you're celebrating and saying, yeah, you know, I did that. I did that thing. So anytime you have self doubt, think about a past achievement. And, and, you know, think about the fact that you did get through, you celebrated and you, you are okay. Um, imposter syndrome is a massive one. It's where you think, um, you know, who am I? No one's going to listen to me. I'm not qualified. They'll find out that I'm lying. You know, you, you, you just negative narratives about yourself and you feel like an imposter. And the best way to do that is to keep a folder or to keep a, like a physical folder or a digital folder of any evidence that says you're not an imposter, anything that you've done. And it can just be right, writing down places that you've worked, um, people that have said things to you, anything like that. I mean, I keep a folder of all the talks I do around the world and all that kind of stuff. And every time, every single day, I have imposter syndrome a moment of it and I need to get my book out and have a look and I've done some amazing stuff and I still face it every single day so it's normal it's normal everyone has it not knowing where to start you know it's just take action just take the first step work out what the first step is which we're going to do in a minute and then take action and <clears throat> overwhelmed by the big picture um, break it down into smaller chunks and start doing that we're going to look at that too in a minute and then fear of failure, rejection or criticism. Well, the best antidote for fear is action. So just take action. So all of this stuff I'm telling you is just take action. And I think that we all have these battles. Like I said, I have imposter syndrome all the time. And I've been through all of these things. And I still go through all of these things very regularly. Um, and it's my biggest thing underlying uh, problem is that I feel unworthy and I'm always battling with that. And I know that's not true, but that happens to me. And we've all got some, you know, destructive belief that's sitting below the surface. And we just have to know that it's a story we've told ourselves and we have to just um, move forward. So I think um, let's do a little, uh, a little, little thing that you can do. So with, uh, the other thing I want to say just before that is that, that, that I also run a leadership program called Elevate Your Genius. And why I'm saying that is because 
I inst- when we want to be a leader or when we want to do something, anything, what we do is we say there's no room for me. You know, how am I going to do that? Or I need to wait for somebody to offer something or I need to wait for a position to become available. Or we, We're always doing that. We're always waiting for a space to open up for us um, at the mercy of somebody else. And what I want to, why I do this Elevate Your Genius is, is that I, I get people to draw what they want their future to look like. And the reason I draw it is because it's something like 66% more likely to achieve it if you draw it in pictures. So I get people to draw it. And um, basically what I'm saying to people is you create your own positioning. So whether that's a podcaster, whether that's a leader, whether that's a, a new business, whatever it is, you you make the space, find the space, you do it yourself and don't wait for anybody else. You find that space, put your stake in the ground and step into that space and you own it. And that is creating positioning for yourself in that space. Nobody else can take that space. That's yours. You own it. You can promote it. You can share it. You can build it any way you like because that is your space. So I want you to think about that because I want you to step into your space. So let's do a really quick mini um, get off the bench. What you need to do is think about your idea. What is the idea that you want to do? And, you know, it could be, like I said, a personal goal, a, a, a community project, a side hustle podcast, that kind of stuff. I'm going to focus on podcasts just for the next couple of minutes. So think about your idea. Think about the vision. What is the, you know, write that down. What is the vision that you would like to see? Where would you like to see it go? What's the audience? What's your message? You know, what's the outcome that you hope from that? Um, think about your why, like, and your why will be about your messaging. Why are you doing this? And, and not just because, oh, because I want to start a podcast. It'll be because I believe in that kind of stuff. So your why is the thing that, that drives you. It's the thing that keeps you going. It's the thing that keeps you focused. And by the way, uh, you know, you get a lot of people, if you set up a podcast, you're going to get a lot of people wanting to be guests and a lot of people wanting to be guests are not relevant to your message and they just want to be on a podcast. So you need to be very sure about your why and very sure about your message because other people will hijack you, they will derail you and they will pull you off off your um, pathway. So be very, very sure about what 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 it's about you can pivot but you make sure you you're the one that pivots not not guests pulling pulling you off the side think about what's in the way um those are the things i talked about before is it self-doubt imposter syndrome uh, overwhelmed by the big picture you know uh, don't know where to start or fear think about those things and be honest with yourself and if they are stopping you start to start to do the things that i said before think about it that it's just a negative narrative it's internal commentary that we've we've decided on some story for ourselves and we believe it's true and there's that old saying never don't believe everything you think and that's a really good one if it's knowledge gaps you know knowledge or skills you know just find those things out like the internet is incredible to find stuff out so if there's a gap of skill knowledge fix that just step into that and 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 fill fill it up and get it done right what um look at your resources to start a podcast you need very very few resources you need a laptop and in a, in a platform, recording platform, if you've got a Mac, might be GarageBand. If you've got a, a PC, it could be Audacity. They're both free. They both come with it. Well, 
Audacity's free garage band comes with a Mac. You need a microphone and don't get a, 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 a shitty $2 one, but you can get one that's under under $100. You can even use, I've seen lots of people um, using the normal, you know, the, you know, the head, head things. Um, they just, you just got to get a good, um, sound that's, it's audible enough that won't put people off. Um, and a recording platform, you know, like, uh, Zoom to record guests. That, that, that's coming up okay now, Zoom. So you've already got all the stuff you need right there, but then you've got to look at a platform to host, host the podcast and, and, you know, then put it out to Apple and Stitcher and Spotify and what have you. I'm not going to go into that. Um, you, you need to look it up. If you just look up how to start up a podcast, you're going to get so much information. There is then there's this summit that you're listening to now. There are stacks of, um, YouTube clips, how to start a podcast and you just got to follow step by step by step and you will do it. So then think about the five big picture things. Um, that you've got to do, you know, so it might be start a website, it might be get guests, it might be design my artwork, it might be work out how to put, uh, you know, stream it to Apple or whatever and write those things across the top of a page and then underneath it break it down into smaller chunks. So what you'll find is you'll get this whole big mess out of your head, you're going to get it onto paper and, yes, there'll be a lot of things written there, but once they're written down, you can tick them off one by one and, you know, it, it is not as hard as you think. But the thing is, you know, to do is, is decide on the first step what is the very first thing I need to do and it might just be get on the computer and research how do I set up a podcast or it might be you know ringing somebody it might be booking one guest and and opening GarageBand and recording them or, or zooming them and recording them just start because if you don't start you will never get it done and once you start it just goes and goes and goes and you just take one step at a time and you will build you will build your podcast one thing I would say, and everybody's probably already told you this, make sure you've got four, four, six or eight episodes already there, already pre-recorded before you start just to give yourself a bit of a head start. So that's it for me. I, I just really want to encourage you to um, think about my journey, think about your own journey. Um, nobody is an overnight success. Um, it takes a lot, you know, to get things done. <coughs> um and basically just get off the bench, just get started. So that's it for me. And thank you so much and good luck.
This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com.